Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guests today are Jeff Morgan, who is the founder of Morgan Miller Plumbing in Grandview, Missouri, and Stella Cruz, who is the CEO of the company. And we're going to talk with them today about their entrepreneurial journey. So welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. You have some really exciting things that are going on there at Morgan Miller. And I I want to go back, though, Jeff, to the early days. What prompted you to start Morgan Miller in the first place? The way I was being treated at the current place that I was working, I just Mm -hmm. couldn't take it anymore. It was either that in combination with I felt like I was getting older and if I didn't ever do something soon I was never going to do anything and I just couldn't live with myself Mm -hmm. I was miserable yeah and so how long ago was this that you finally decided to start out on your own I gave my resignation uh, second week of January 1997 so my first day was February 1st 1997 I got on the phone and stayed on the phone until I had enough work for the next day. And that was my business plan. <laughs> so you just started working the phones the first day and, and, and collecting jobs. That's, that's great. And where did you go from there? So it was obviously you. And I, I assume that you had some, pub, or some uh, plumbing experience. That's where you came from was the plumbing industry, right? Yes. I'm a son of a son of a plumber. Mm-hmm. I like to say that. That's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> And so I'd been plumbing by that time for almost 20 years. Um, I started in May of 78 with uh, some of my older brothers. And during my teenage years, I got in a lot of trouble uh, (laughs) to the point to where the day I was started plumbing, I had two choices in my life. My brother handed me a shovel and said, you can dig from here to the backyard or you can go to the backyard and dig to here. That's all I had in my life. It was either that or I was going to be a bum. Mm -hmm. And and I was mad. And I still talk about it. I still think about it today. It still motivates me because I was mad at myself for not giving myself an opportunity to to be something and to be somebody. And it's really driven me all these years. Yeah, to create a company that here 20 years later, you're celebrating your 20th anniversary. That's no small feat. So congratulations on that. No matter what happens, Kelly, they can't take that from us. That's absolutely right. And now, Stella, I'm going to pull you in here. At what point did you become part of the company? Well, I came in in February 14 years ago, and I answered an ad off of the Kansas City Star for a part-time bookkeeper. And um, it looked pretty attractive to me. I had just left a corporate position where I was in pantyhose and business suit every day, and (laughs) the uh, position offered all three things that I was looking for, close to home, didn't have to wear a pantyhose, and it was Mm part-time. Yeah, at that time, I was still home with my kids part-time. 
Sure, yes. And so this afforded you an opportunity to still keep your work skills up while uh, raising your family. Now, tell us about how your role has grown over the years, though. Oh, my gosh. I I mean, the day I came in, the company had just gone through a big transformation, and Jeff had had to let half of the company go just a couple Mm -hmm. of months before I started. Um, The company had grown pretty large and was doing a lot of new construction, and and it was not providing to be profitable for him. And so little did I know that when I walked in my first day of work, there was a huge stack of bills on the table, and we actually put a high watermark up to, you know, like, can we make this go down? And... uh, so I just jumped in and started organizing things and, and, you know, just worked hard every day to make sure that every day was a little better than the next. And over the years, you know, when our when our times were hard and our dispatcher quit, I'm like, hey, I can do that. And then, you know, that just evolved into more and more responsibilities. And I've done pretty much everything in the front office that there is to do. Uh, the only thing I haven't really done is hopped in a truck and gone out and done the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh, Jeff, Stella, either yeah. one of you, how, how did the transition occur to where now Stella is the CEO? Because that, you know, as a founder, that is a huge step to take. Uh, a lot of founders have trouble delegating. And so yeah. to actually uh, given the declare, power up. yes, absolutely. How did, how did you decide to do that? One of the very first things I thought of when I started this gig was I wanted to build something that lasted longer than me that when I closed those front doors for the last time the business still carried on so many contractors in our line of business when they close their doors the business is over so I wanted to build something that was worth something not only to me and my family but to somebody else Mm-hmm. Well, I think that guiding light helped me try to attract the right people. And I failed numerous times bringing partners in and, and, and people that I thought could help elevate this company. So if you're afraid of failure, you're going to be in big trouble. You've got to fail brilliantly. You really do. Stella watched me do all this from the sides. When she was part-time, she meant it. If I asked her to work a minute past 12, she wasn't very happy. <laughs> After 90 days, when she wanted her health insurance, and keep in mind, this was 14 years ago. Sure. She said, Jeff, I'm going to have to quit because I can't afford the health insurance. Mm. And at that point, I said to myself, well, then I'm just going to pay yours because I need you. You're not Mm going to leave. So you've got to be aware of these little signals that come in when these people that are really trying to help you carry on your vision, um, you've got to acknowledge that and let them ride with it. Stella started coming up with ideas the first couple of years. She watched me make a lot of big decisions along the way. One day, it was about seven years ago, I said to her, you ought to just run this place because you already do. Mm-hmm. And we both looked at each other laughing, but we had a moment. We really had a moment. And then five years ago um, was the big turning point. That's when we started to develop a five-year plan to get me out and for her to run the place. And she started running the place five years ago. Nobody really knew that. We were just kind of practicing, mm-hmm. seeing how it went. And in three and a half years, she uh, asked me to leave. <laughs> so, with Stella, you asked Jeff to leave. You said, okay, it's time. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. 
go away? Is that how it worked? <laughs> well, not quite exactly, but it had gotten to the point that I was doing so much of the day-to-day operations work that, you know, Jeff would come in and interact with the employees, not really being fully aware of, you know, maybe staffing issues that we were having or mm-hmm. or other things like that. And and then he would come in and, you know, give kudos to that employee that we had just disciplined yesterday and, you know, things like that. <laughs> Um, and so it was like this is becoming difficult to have, you know, two people in here running this. And uh, yeah. it was actually our service manager Bob that told told Jeff that, you know, this is getting awkward. You need to you need to just go. <laughs> Either be in all in or all out. <laughs> right. But Kelly, right. that led to a whole new set of magic, right? But tell us because about now- that. Well, everybody had to change their roles a little bit, and everybody was elevated, and then I was able to do something that I'd only dreamed of in the past, and that was I was able to to go overseas and help in a third-world nation do some plumbing. Wow. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing for the last 18 months because these folks are doing what they're doing here. That's wonderful. and And you guys – are are now running the company and you are part owner, is that right, Stella? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're part owner and CEO. You're continuing this, and um, Jeff, you are going to continue with your work in the developing countries and uh, have no interest in in coming back to uh, the company on a full time basis. So what what does the future hold? Or I mean, is this are you thinking about for next steps or Stella, that's up to you, man. You know. Yeah. No. Yes. Absolutely. We're always thinking about the next steps. I mean, like mm-hmm. Seth said, we want to create this company that continues to last, even beyond myself. So, um, one of our big focuses right now is bringing in new blood to the trade. Um, I think there's 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 uh, everyone knows there's a shortage of of good quality talent, new talent coming into all the trades, not just plumbing. And and uh, one of the things we're really focused on is trying to turn that around and, and uh, let people know that you can come in, you can work a trade, whether it's plumbing or, or construction or any other trade, and, and make a really good living. And so we've we've actually focused a lot of our new hiring on on finding good, fresh blood to come in and people who are hungry to earn a good living and, mm-hmm. and learn a trade and... Uh, it's working out really well for us. Our our, our focus on training these guys is, is really it's it's great to see them come in and, and you know, all of a sudden they see they can make more money than they've ever thought they'd be able to. So how are you going about recruiting? Where do you look for these individuals? Because you know, quite frankly, the message out there right now is you know, go to college, go to college, go to college and for some, first of all, that's just not the right path, life path for them. And second of all, uh, while college education is is a wonderful thing, it is um, very, very expensive too. And so how do you you get across this message that uh, maybe apprenticeship or, you know, working to learn a trade is a viable alternative? How do you you get that out into the community? It is difficult. Um, There's just 
for for a lot of years. You're right. That has been the message. You go to college, you go to high school, you leave high school, you go to college. And and I do think we're starting to see a bit of a change. Um, I was at a meeting a couple of weeks ago with all the local school superintendents from here out south, and and I was very pleased to hear that all of them are talking more about their finding the right fit for the kids, whether it's college, whether it's a trade school, um, you know, whatever it is, they're they're starting to realize that they've got to serve all of these students, even the ones that maybe aren't predisposed to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so we are doing a lot more recruiting, doing a lot more job fairs at the high school level, mm-hmm. and um, working with some of the trade associations to get out there. And And we are starting to see a little bit of a shift. Yeah, that's that's great. It's funny because when I was growing up, my counselor in high school looked at my transcripts and he looked at me and said, you're not going to college, so what are we going to do with you? (laughs) I don't know if they do that anymore, but... Yeah, that's funny. Now, the transition that you are going through right now, it sounds like communication between the two of you has been really key. I mean, I listen to your the dynamic between you right now, and it you seem to be getting along. Um, you're joking with each other, and yet at one point it sounded like Stella was you know, you, like you freely admitted, you would walk in and uh, maybe upset the apple cart on occasion. And so you're, you're still friends, though. You're still working together and have been able to have some of those uh, tough talks. Talk about that, yeah. essential, you know, how essential communication is in these kinds of situations. We haven't gotten along 100% all of the time. In fact, uh, you know, uh, but that's where we really grew. Uh, it's important to know when to step away from each other. One of the things that that we got real good at together was discovering what kind of efficiencies that we could implement in the company. Okay, we can't find the manpower. Uh, we can advertise on the television, and we did for several years, but now we've got this long waiting line of people when our good customers are now waiting in line. Mm-hmm. So why are we doing commercials when all we're doing is upsetting people? So we develop different strategies with each other. Uh, one of the great things that we used to do was on Friday, I'd go around collecting money from different contractors, and Stella would count the number of checks I brought in that afternoon, and we'd dance around in the office on Friday <laughs> afternoon saying, hey, we're still in business. <laughs> so you had just fun have with a it. a little fun with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, you know, this is serious. and And – we take our job very seriously. We just don't take ourselves seriously. Sure. Yeah, and there's a big difference there. I think there. sometimes, too, I, I just don't know any better. I just know <laughs> it. I'm like, Jeff, this is what we got to do, and what the heck are you thinking? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it is very much a partnership, and, um, and and you know, we'll continue to be, whether Jeff's in here day to day. I mean, he's, he's still, um, you know, my mentor and my partner, um, you know, because sometimes I have to call him up and be like, well, this is what's going on today, and I just don't know, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yes. you know, we we still talk each other off the ledge every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Now, talk to me about the 
public reaction to this? You talked a little bit about customers that, uh, you know, as business picked up, had to wait in line a bit. But I'm talking about the transition, you know, with you at the helm, running the day-to-day, making the strategic decisions. How has that been accepted both with your customers and within the industry itself, Stella? Well, you know, I feel like it was such a subtle transition because over the years I just continued to take more and more of a role in the company and um, be more visible. And um, when when I took the CEO position, the first thing I did was say, I've got to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I really got out in the community and I started going to – every, you know, lunch and learn, seminar, any kind of program I could go to to help me learn the skills I need to manage better. And, um, you know, one of the side effects of that is people got to know me as Stella with Morgan Miller Plumbing, so they already knew I was out here and and doing this. And um, so it just has been such a gradual transition that, you know, it's uh I haven't really seen any huge effects from it. But one yeah. of the things we've talked about though, Kelly, is that when we can finally transfer the rest of the stock over to Stella and she's actually the owner of this company, however that's gonna work and look, a woman owned plumbing company is gonna be very dynamic for a lot of reasons. Um it's gonna open up a lot of doors. Yeah, how so? Well, just the oddity that there's a woman running a plumbing company. Um, I know that the men respect her a lot more than I ever got. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'll guarantee you that just from looking on the outside in now. Um, sure. They know that she means business when she says something and get it done, but at the same time, she's very fair. Mm-hmm. You know, her personality is so much smoother than mine was. I was way up and down. And people had to ride that roller coaster. I feel bad for them. <laughs> Stella's just a lot smoother. So, you know, the the story of of this woman coming in and taking over this roller coaster of a plumbing company and really making it something that the Kansas City area remembers for a long time is going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Well, and the role model that you know there are more and more women who are going into traditionally male-dominated industries. And even with that trend, there is still a lack of role models in those industries for women. And so I know... Yeah, and I, I know that, uh, Stella, you said you're, you went out in the community trying to go to every educational or take advantage of every educational opportunity that you could as you continued to be promoted. Um, so you already are out there in the community and are accessible to other women who are trying to perhaps make that kind of transition or, you know, found a business within one of these industries. Absolutely. The next thing I'm looking for is a couple of women plumbers. Oh, great. <laughs> Love to have a couple of women plumbers over here. <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, there's a lot of women out there who would be comfortable with a woman plumber in their home. And mm-hmm. I think that would be great to have a couple of women plumbers on staff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Jeff, if you had to give a piece of advice to our listeners here, uh, you know, now as you are transitioning out of the business completely, if you think back over the years, what would be the best advice that you could give to a business owner who 
is wondering whether or not, you know, maybe I need to hang up my cleats. Uh, it's getting to be that time. Uh, or there's just little hints where they're not as happy coming to the office each day, but they're, they haven't quite embraced those thoughts or feelings. What would you tell them? Allow yourself to find your Stella. Mm. What I mean by that is allow the, the people that are showing the aptitude and giving you ideas, allow to implement those ideas. And then all of a sudden you implement one idea from an associate of yours, and then they come up with a half a dozen more. Mm-hmm. Three or four of them might be completely unusable, but those one or two nuggets, and all of a sudden you've got a different associate. You've got somebody that really is starting to own the place. Yes. Something I like to always say to the folks is, act like you own this place whether you do or not, and I'll treat you like you do. That's great advice. And Stella, to you, uh, to owners who, current owners who, again, they may be thinking about transitioning they um, maybe they haven't fully embraced it yet, like I just said. But what would you say to them about looking at their current staff and uh, what they need to do to, if they really want to leave, to be able to allow themselves to do that? I think a lot of time owners and managers in general um, tend to feel threatened by people who come in who. Maybe we're a little stronger. Have those have those ideas, like Jeff said, that they they'd like to bring to the top. And I think that a lot of times the higher ups are a little threatened by that. But you know, if you're if you sound or surround yourself with great people who have great ideas, they're only going to make you better. And so you know, don't look at it as a threat. Look at it as how you can take that and turn that into an opportunity. Yeah, great yeah. great advice there. Yeah. And go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, I've been thinking about how to get out of this place since I started it. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You yeah. have to. I, I've been working 40 years, not including the years while I was in high school, you know, when I was cutting mm-hmm. yards and throwing the paper and all that things. When is enough enough? When are you going to be able to do what you really want to do? And so you've got to be thinking of that all the time. You just do. And, and like I said earlier, you've got to allow yourself to fail and allow, allow yourself enough time to succeed. Yeah. No, that, that, that's great advice, and we could talk about that forever. Unfortunately, mm. we are out of time, but I do oh. wish both of you the best as you continue you. Uh, this transition and that, you know, uh, hopefully we'll, you'll be reading and uh, thinking bigger uh, here in the not-too-distant future about uh, the complete transition. So thank you so much for your time today, and, and good luck with everything. Thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com and follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.